0: And welcome back to She's All That Minute.
1: The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your
1: co-host, James.
0: And Minute 72 begins with Taylor saying, You didn't think you became popular for real, did you? And goes through Zach saying into the answering machine, "Laney, I...
1: My first note is, so. Not now, Taylor God! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> Taylor has a knack for showing up at exactly the time when literally nobody there wants to see her.
1: Taylor knows two things: showing up when no one wants her and that formulation of breaking up with someone or letting someone down or revealing something disappointing to someone. Mhm. That's yep. it.
0: You know what? <laughs> nobody can say Taylor isn't consistent. That's
1: true. That's true. Oh, you thought I had enough money to pay for this? Oh, you did. That's so sweet. That's,
0: that's goodbye. Sweet.
1: <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Eats the hamburger that she's stealing. Hmm.
0: I can't see Taylor eating a hamburger. Well, like I'm trying to picture it. And she strikes me as a salad girl. Yeah. Pick yeah. pick at a salad and then eat all of her friend's french fries.
1: That's it. We we found it. We found yep. it. Yeah. She's yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean I think yes, yeah, so that's exactly right. Um, yep. so then Zach is still tearful and silent. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I clocked this at, uh, 33-ish seconds. Um, cause I think he- uh, I did not. <laughs> he said yes, um, like two seconds before the previous minute ended. And he definitely, w- he doesn't talk until 31 seconds into this one. Okay. So, she, t- Taylor- is sort of, just sort of, you know, prancing around in front of him being like, we're back together. See? Me and Dean, yeah. we firebombed the whole Laney thing. Anyways. <laughs> we
0: fixed it. We
1: fixed it. Exactly. We did it. Yay. Um, She says, pick me up at 8, lover. And I had some thoughts about this, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Um, yes, no, I,
0: let's discuss this.
1: I said, has lover ever been used in this way and not been weird? and then no. i immediately said yes oh and then i rem- and then i'm now i'm going to reference a movie that you haven't seen ready here we go is it robin hood prince of thieves in robin hood prince of thieves <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> at this point i can- i i cannot watch it it would destroy <laughs> our podcasting careers if i watched robin hood prince of thieves
1: or or It would be like, um, like, what, like, you ever, like, see something that you've seen referenced so many times in other things that then you watch it and you're like, that's from that, and that's from that, and that's from that? That Uh would be you and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It would be very upsetting for anyone who was watching it with you.
0: Yes. Yes. And what I would have to do is not tell you I had watched it so that uh-huh. one time I could be like it's like that part of Robin Hood Prince of, Prince of Thieves. Uh-huh. And then your brain would explode uh-huh. and I don't want to do that. Well, I don't that's nice. To explode nice. your brain. So, I Like your brain inside your skull.
1: Thanks. Thank you. I like it too. <laughs> I like it too. Location, location, location. Um So, the husband and wife that for how often I bring them up to you on podcasts, you would think are main characters. I just realized the husband is Little John, so he is one of the main characters. Let's move on. Whoops. Okay. Uh. So, okay. Um. There's a point where they're storming the castle. Have fun storming the castle. Princess Pride, great movie. Yeah. Um, and they have to do all this stuff where, like, they're trying to... They, they, they're confiscating uh, weapons... Uh, so that you can't bring weapons into the hanging you know because you know we get to focus needs
0: to be on the hanging and not on the stabbing
1: right Right, exactly um and there is something that happens i thought it was that like there was like a handoff of like a a staff or something because it's little john Anyways, in some way or for some reason, I think I think that the wife is sitting with her legs dangling on the edge of like the castle parapet. And she drops like two swords down and two of the people that are also in the group walk by and pick them up or whatever.
0: Okay. But then
1: right after that, little John walks by and she's like, "Um, hello, lover. And she says it in a way that is English accent. Mm-hmm. familiar as hell and they're in the middle of basically a secret siege and it works and i would say okay. that is the one time when it works here yes i want to hide in a hat i have recently purchased from alabaster's Hat of Badashery. yes
0: yeah. <laughs> it's part of what it's uh, a part, part of what makes it awkward is because they are ostensibly teenagers right And that's A, not how teenagers talk, and B, I don't want to think about teenagers having sex. Right. I'm not saying that they don't or that they shouldn't, but I, as an adult person, do not want to think about it because it feels gross to me to have that in my brain.
1: This feels less to me like we've had sex so I can call you lover, and more like, remember when we were doing Noises Off and... Everyone who was in any way even remotely involved in that show started calling everyone else love. My love. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that only the play she's performing is her whole life, I guess. And she is a 50-year-old w- woman. like a Yeah. Like a 50-year-old socialite. Like, she's already Stifler's mom. I hate... To, I don't hate... I, I like the American Pirate series so much because clearly it is universally referenceable. But she's already mm-hmm. Stifler's mom even though she is still a teenager. Like, yeah. she's like, I'm sultry. And it's like, you're 18. That's yeah. not a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's gross and it... But it is, again, perfectly acted gross and, and like... I want I wanted to crawl down a hole. And if I'm Zach, yeah. who is still reeling from all of Waves it. Waves hands, everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's like, okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, hold on.
0: <laughs> and, it, well, and so just before that, when Lainey storms off and Dean goes after her, yeah um dean gives like the most shit-eating grin it's like the very definition of shit-eating grin like he looks at zach like haha
1: it's the grin and it's... go ahead um it's the grin that that kid whose name is escaping me gives in the sandlot yes the yes
0: it's the grin. squints grin
1: yeah there it is yeah it's that
0: Yes, it is absolutely that. And so Zach is reeling from that and from what just happened. And Taylor comes over hanging on him and then calls him lover and tells him to pick her up at eight. Right. And I don't think his brain even fully processes what's happening.
1: Yeah. It's... It's... Like, I'm not
0: entirely sure that he's even aware she's there.
1: They couldn't have done this because... They wouldn't have because what the people are saying is not intuitive enough. But if you'd had, like, a ringing and, like, not being able to hear people very well and, like, Mm -hmm. take it to Zach's POV and just had it be, like, "Mm," and Taylor's just saying some shit. Yes. I think it would have worked just as well because, like, he is not making decisions or processing information.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, he's literally. <laughs> the, I I think that he probably is hearing nothing. Yeah. Because he's he's probably hearing the ringing of Lainey just going, "Am I a fucking bet?" Yeah. And his own world just like crumbling around him.
1: Yeah. And when he chose to be honest, that was when he 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 pushed her away. Yeah. Because he was being honest, and that is irony. Hmm. Um, so then we switch scenes. Yep. Here we go. Switching scenes. Right. So we, we switch scenes in Lainey's painting. Yes. Um, and let me see about the order of this. Oh, okay. So, um, I have a note about what she's painting, but mostly what I have for the rest of this minute is a, is a, a quick discussion about the band and song that are playing. Okay. Uh, so this is a song called 66 by the Afghan Whigs um they are an american rock band from cincinnati ohio uh they were active from 1986 to 2001 and then they got back together in like 2012 or something they rose up around the grunge movement evolving from a garage band in the vein of the replacements you remember the replacements from can't hardly wait Mm -hmm. to incorporate more r&b and soul influences into their sound and image After releasing their first album independently in 1988, the band signed to the Seattle-based label Sub Pop, which is the Nirvana label, if nothing else. Um, I mean, it is not nothing else. There's lots of bands signed to Sub Pop, but anyways, Nirvana was signed to Sub Pop. They released their major label debut and fourth album, Gentleman, in 1993. Pitchfork described them as, quote, one of the few alt bands to flourish on a major label in the 1990s. Okay. Uh, cut to 1998, 7 or 8, um, they released an album that didn't do well. It was called Black Love, and uh, it was a commercial disappointment. And as a result, they, they claimed that they were neglected and uh, subjected to dishonest bu- business dealings with their label, Electra Records. Eventually, the two parted ways with the Whigs signing to Columbia Records for their next album, 1965, which is what 66 is a song from. Okay. It's not a title track. You know? Well, yeah, because
0: it, the title is sixty-five.
1: Exactly. It's a sequel title track, it's I guess.
0: A, yeah, it's a post-title track. Um,
1: the unamicable my uh <laughs> my notes are saying that's not a word, and I kind of agree with them, but we know mm-hmm. it, we know what they mean. The unamicable the unamicable parting would cause Greg Dooley, the lead singer, to be treated for depression, providing subject matter for songs like Neglected, which had originally been named Sylvia, as a swipe. Against then Electra head Sylvia Rohn I just realized that okay. neglected is spelled uh, n e g l e k t e d, and that oh, is like for Electra. sure an Electra Records uh, dig too. So that's cool. And 1965 is the album. This is like a this was the second single from it. Um, I couldn't I didn't find any information about the song. Uh, the song the album was named after the year of both greg dooley and this other guy whose last name was curly they were both born in 1965 it was recorded in new orleans at this uh famous producer daniel lenoir uh his studio i think he produced a bunch of u2 albums among other things oh, okay um influenced influenced again by film noir as well as the urban wordplay of rappers like nas which was a sentence that i that started differently than i thought it was, it was going to end um but still a pretty cool way to Describe someone's sound, um, mm-hmm. makes me want to listen to the album. For fr- frankly, uh, it 1965 received positive reviews in the press, praising in particular the band's continued flair for blending soul styles with rock. So then they released like an- another album, and then broke up, and then got back together, and I think they're still together. So okay, there you go. The Afghan Wigs—they did a cool cover on this uh, compilation of of covers of songs by the Clash uh, that I really like. So that's what I think of when I think of the Afghan wigs. Also, they are one of the several bands that I think are the ones that did the Veronica Mars uh, theme song, uh, which, of course, they were not. That was the Dandy no, Warhols. No, that was the Dandy Warhols. Yeah. Um, but the Afghan wigs feel the same. Like, if if there was a tour of the Dandy Warhols and the Afghan wigs, I would say those are two bands, I guess. Okay. Cool. <laughs>
0: cool. All right um that's a ringing endorsement
1: (laughs) i that's just and that's just because they are part of a music scene that i that was uh just slightly older than i was able to pay attention to when they were big like if i've been five years older i would have probably been into both bands very much but i was not i'm the the age i am and i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna apologize for that sorry that's just the way i am i like that you
0: are apologizing for not apologizing (laughs)
1: That and I'm gonna I'm that is a, that is a Homer Simpson quote. Homer Simpson quote. Oh I, okay. I, I, I'm not gonna apologize for that either. No, you um, shouldn't um sorry about that. Okay, so uh I said she's painting and, ex- and and ignoring Zach's call. And then is that a painting of Misty?
0: I think it's a self portrait.
1: Oh, because she's feeling like a clown. hmm Oh, yep. okay. Alright.
0: I think yeah. I think it is a self-portrait that she has added clown makeup to. Whether that was always the plan for it, or whether this was a self-portrait she had been painting and now she has decided to add the clown makeup is unclear. But What's
1: what's funny is I was like, those lips are too full to be Clea Duval's lips. But when you're like self portrait, I'm like, ah, yep. yep. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Yes. Good, good, good. It went from, Lainey's, she sure has a creative intent to her art. <laughs> to like, oh no, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I see it.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Um, and then my last note that I have, uh, so Zach is calling, we see him sort of calling, then the answering machine picks up because it's 1999. And, uh, we see the answering machine pick up and, um, on the, like, counter, it's like a, what, what's like a pass-through kit, pass-through window? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Where it's like the kitchen and then it goes into the dining room, but it's not open. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, is sitting, among other things, uh, I was like, should I take notes on that particular brand of pasta? And I was like, James, no. No, 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 no. Um. No. So would you like to know? I'm joking. Um, Okay, so on the <laughs> shelf is a copy of Cider House Rules by John Irving. Oh, interesting. Um, which we we uh, heard a little bit about because um, Kieran Culkin played Buster in the movie of uh, Cider House Rules, and I think mm-hmm. I I talked about that trivia in our uh our, the episode that we introduced him in because I don't remember a character named Buster. So right. Okay. Um, now, but then I had a question that was kind of intriguing to me. Whose book do you suppose that is? It, it doesn't strike me like as... like
0: of the options, Laney is the one that makes the most sense.
1: Okay. So, wait a minute. Did I... Oh, no. This was where I did that math. Okay. So, it came out... The book came out in 1985. And it was by an established oh. author. So, we can say that... It would have been a pretty popular book right from, from release. Okay. It's not it's not Simon's and it's probably not Mr. Boggs's. I don't want to make generalizations. Maybe it is.
0: Doesn't seem like either of their types of book, though.
1: Exactly. So maybe it's Laney's, but it looks unread. So my headcanon is it's the mom's. She got it. If Laney was born. Oh, but Simon is the one. Okay, never mind, I forgot the little brother. Because I was like, the book came out in 85, Laney' is a senior, that means she was born in 81 or 82, so she would have been like three or four when Cider House Rules came out. Anyways, my headcanon is the mom got it and never got a chance to read it, so they have it in a place of honor for like, boy, she liked books, sort of mm-hmm. deal.
0: Boy, she liked books, and therefore, this book will always live on the kitchen counter.
1: This was the last book she bought. The like receipt still sitting, sticking out of it, like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I but, wouldn't be surprised if it was like maybe a school assignment.
1: Oh, that's that's true. That's true.
0: Honestly, was... That's, what that's it a wild was. school when, assignment, though. When did the book co- or the movie come out? I
1: think I think ninety nine or two thousand.
0: Okay, so it was probably a little bit of like. Very subtle product mm-hmm. placement.
1: It was yeah. It was ninety nine. Let's see who did the. Uh... Oh, right, Paul Rudd is in that movie. I always forget that. Oh, um, I don't know if I knew that. All right. I always
0: remember Tobey Maguire. But.
1: Mm-hmm. And and my cocaine. All right. Of course. So yep. Production company, uh, Miramax Films. So. Okay. That is what it is.
0: That is what Good it job. is. Good job, Aaron. I solved it.
1: You solved it. Way to go. Um, and that's it. That's all I have for the, for for minute seventy two
0: Yeah, the only other thing I have is that, um apparently tonight is prom, which right. I guess I should have intuited from Taylor being like, pick me up at eight. But my prom experience was not setting stuff up in the gym at school the day of the dance. Like, even right. for a Homecoming, it was something that was worked on, like, all week long. Right. And so for them to have been... I mean, I guess there could be a, a more of a time skip that we didn't see. Maybe it's three days later.
1: I mean, there could also be sort of a staging area where they've made all of the white tissue paper decorations. And now it's just a matter of, we have to use the gym for yeah, the gym. I
0: don't know. My prom experience was involved, you know, picking up tuxes, getting hair done, getting makeup. Right. Like well, all of that well, stuff the day of not getting ready, f- like getting the space ready for the dance in any way.
1: Well, and our, our, and now, okay. So what if it's, what if that was Friday? Because our prom was on, sat- was on Saturday. Yes. So what if it was, they set up. I mean, because, okay, so let's say it's after school Friday, so they're setting up prom, and then Saturday is the day of prom where you can do all the prep stuff and then have it Saturday night. We also yeah. didn't have our prom at our high school.
0: That's too. true. Well, and that's why I mentioned homecoming, because that yeah. was at our high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it feels... It was not clear that there was a time skip of Mm -hmm. any kind other than maybe a couple of hours. Like, it feels like it is just later that same night. Unless... that is not necessarily the case.
1: Right. Unless the painting of her as a clown is meant to be like... So then she went home and started working on this painting of her as a clown, and here it is basically done, so it's been like a day or two. Yeah. It's a bad... You do a montage for that, frankly, if yeah. if you're going to have that be your time passes thing. And see, I had assumed... Because who knows if she was working on it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I had assumed that this self-portrait was something she already had done yeah. or was already working on. And she just went home and added the clown makeup to it to reflect the way she was feeling right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is enough about this minute. So let's yeah. do social media. We as a huh. podcast franchise have a Twitter account, which is at JE underscore Minute Movies. But individually, I am at Unabashedly Aaron.
1: I am at unabashed James.
0: We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a bunch of other great shows, including Timeline Scavengers, which is James's new project with our pod boss, Colin, where they talk about all of the Marvel movies Like, scene by scene in chronological order.
1: You did Which is baffling
0: to me. Like, not the concept of it. The concept is great. But the execution of this idea makes my brain hurt a little.
1: Well, and it's the movies and all of the Marvel-related television shows. Yeah. Which adds probably about 15 to 20 years to this project. (laughs) Yes.
0: And that does mean that if something comes out that takes place during a chunk of time that they've already recorded, they just, you know, backdate it. Yep. So... It,
1: it happened immediately. The first show to come out I'm, when we were recording it, immediately the first episode was like, oh, you already recorded that? Well, here's here's one from before that. Have fun. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy. Curse it's, folks.
0: It's a fascinating and extremely James project that yeah. uh, if you are at all interested in either the way James's brain works or Marvel um you should go check it out because james and colin are a delight and i promise that you will enjoy the podcast
1: well thank you uh if you also enjoyed my thoughts on what you should use as time passing devices that is almost certainly entirely because of does that make sense that it takes place here right in the marvel universe um yeah yeah it's a. it's a it's not a it's a curse it's a curse uh-huh. that I love making the podcast of, so yeah.
0: Yes. But your dog needs to be taken outside, so we are going yep. to wrap up. That is going to do it for this minute. We will be back tomorrow, but until next time, James's dog needs to pee, so he has to go Paul Walker.
1: You fucking bet. <laughs>